Welcome to the Rewilded Human Podcast, where Dr. Lucille and Lynn will tackle your most difficult and intimate questions with candor, tough love, and a little dash of humor. In today's episode, there are so many groups out there, like for example, on Facebook. So the last four years, many different camps have formed. But I've made some really good friends online who think exactly like I think through social media. They may be virtual friends, but you know, in today's world, sometimes virtual friends are even more important than real friends are. I mean, Lucille and I, we met also on social media. We met on, on Instagram and we connected because we think very similarly. So Jerry, if you can get into the right groups and, and meet the right people, and maybe it'll be online or maybe in person, there are, I'm sure there are groups that you can join or different activities that you can join in your town or wherever you live that where you would meet people who actually think like you because i think we get to a point in our lives where you know i'm just too old to spend time with people that i need to disagree with and argue with and try to convince them of my point of view i just don't have the time or the patience for that Welcome, everybody, to the Rewilded Human podcast. This is episode 16. And because so many of you complained that we did too too long an intro for all of our other episodes, this is where we cut it short. And we're just going to dive right in and answer your amazing questions. Exactly, guys. Welcome back. Um, we're going to jump in with Janet. I'm going to be taking off and removing my glasses because you guys are also complaining about the glare. So I'm going to try to do this without the glasses. But for reading, I must put them on. So we're diving right into your questions. The first one is from Janet, and Janet is wanting to take a risk. Am I too old to try dating? I've been divorced for five years, and I'm in my late 60s. Recently, I've realized I don't want to spend the rest of my life alone, but I don't know where to start, and I'm nervous. Well, well done, Janet. Congratulations for wanting to get yeah. yourself out there. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's really I think that's great. a courageous move on your part because you're not going to get a whole lot of support, but unfortunately, but good for you for taking that risk. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, you know, 60 is the new 40, right? So being sure. in your 60s is nowadays is, is really not old by any means. And I think there are so many opportunities out there and, and so much life to live. And I, hopefully there are so many great guys to meet as well. So I, by all means, you know, you've been divorced for five years. You've been on your own for five years. That's a really long time. So it's definitely time to get out there. Yeah. And, you know, I would say be okay with being nervous about it because I have so many women who are older who are getting back in the dating scene. And, and you're going to be nervous because this is not the world that you experienced when you were like 16, 17 and starting to date, right? That's and it, it and and you're you're you have so much more you have to remember you have so much more experience and wisdom and you likely uh know what you're looking for that's the most important thing you really want to know what you're looking for in a mate and uh don't feel like you, at this age the other thing is you, you don't have to feel any pressure it's not like you've got the biological time clock ticking right so yeah. you've got time on your side and if you take it as a learning experience it's gonna it can be really a lot of fun 
you know, don't take it so seriously. Don't get desperate. Uh, what kills the whole experience is when women get desperate. That, oh, yes. I've got to find Mr. Right. Or this guy, he's got to be Mr. Right. And so they try to, you know, whatever red flags they get, they try to ignore them or they try to fit them into some kind of story that's more acceptable or whatever. And also be careful about opinions from friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's another very one. That, true, very true. And also, you know, when you, when you come across really desperate, that's a great way to push the guys away. The guys go running. Lucille, what would you recommend to someone in their 60s? Would you recommend dating apps or would you recommend a different way to find a new You know partner? what? I, I can't really say. I mean, I've, I have tended personally towards the human dating mm -hmm. uh, services right? Yes. The ones that are run by humans, mm -hmm. like real matchmakers, and they still call themselves matchmakers. They're mm -hmm. professional matchmakers. I think that's the best approach for uh, anyone who's um, older, more mature, mm -hmm. and who really doesn't want to be spending their day swiping right, you know, mm -hmm. and look at profiles that are really a waste of time in the yeah. end, right? Yeah. Uh, it's just horrible. So it's far better to have a professional matchmaker who knows what you want, who knows what's available in their in you know their group of uh, eligible men, mm -hmm. and um, and can really coach you as well. And, and they can also, also kind of wean out the riffraff, right? Because if you run an app, you don't know what you're getting. Someone's trying to catfish you. But, you know, you have to be careful because like catfishing does happen to older ladies quite a bit, right? Absolutely. Where you have Absolutely. these younger guys, 25-year-old guy. Hopefully, Janet, you're not looking for a 25-year-old guy. But I mean, I understand also that can be quite challenging as well. Like, you know, when you're in your 60s, what are you looking for? You, you know, you're not going to want a guy in, your in his 30s or 40s. But you don't want a guy that's going to be 70, 80 that you might have to potentially take care of in a few years. So it's it's a real challenge. Like at what age group would you even be looking at? So that would be really yeah. about that. I, I really I, I so agree with that because it is an awkward time of life. The women are usually more vital and alive at this age yes. and the men are on the downward trend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. The only other thing about um, going with a professional matchmaking service is that uh, it is more costly than a dating app. Mm -hmm. And that's because you're employing people and they are doing the legwork for you so you don't have to. And they take their time. There's a lot of time that's involved in this. So, um, you know, I, I would suggest if you're limited on funds, you know, consider, you know, maybe is this the investment for you? But for the long haul, I think it's so much better than the uh, dating apps, to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah, so, I agree with you. I wish you all the best, Janet. Yeah, okay. and a bit of nervousness is fine. You know, don't be nervous. Yeah. Just get, get out there. And and you don't have to, you know, like Lucia said, don't look for your forever partner, your life partner. Look for friends and, and you know, make connections and go have fun. And, and don't take it ser too seriously until you really find the right person. And I think yeah. it's wonderful that you're putting yourself out there. And I think more women need to do that. I think it's wonderful. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Next question okay. we have from Marie. Marie. Marie has an artist's dilemma. I love songwriting and performing. I'd love to be able to make a living at it. But even though I have a fan following and I've even won an award, I've had a number of setbacks that make me want to give up and just be okay with my corporate job, day job. I'm also getting older and in this industry, older women aren't marketable. But something inside me keeps pushing me to get out my music out. What should I do? 
Well, well, congratulations on the award. That's I think that's wonderful. And yeah. you also living your passion, which is also wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah, but I, exactly. I mean, I, I do understand you have to make a living and you have to survive. So it's the, the artist dilemma is, is real, you know, with with painters, with singers. I, I hear this a lot from people. And and I also find a lot of times when you don't get to live your passion, it's like you're dying inside. So that's perfect way to describe it. You sure it's like your sh soul shrivels up. Exactly. So I think Lynn brought up a really good point with that because there are two aspects to that, right? The uh, the creative expression, which is so life-giving, but also the need to make a living at it. And it's really hard if you are, you know, having to have a corporate job to get by because that consumes so much of your time and energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's challenging then to find the time and the, the uh, you know, the energy at the end of the day or even on the weekends to pursue your love for sure right so this this is a big challenge i agree with lynn don't give up uh because you need this if your soul is pushing you to do this this is so important and unfortunately i've seen way too many people who Kind of put their creativity on the shelf they say well when i retire i'll go back to my painting or whatever mm -hmm. and the vast majority of them don't which is mm -hmm. very sad and they they do they they kind of shrivel up and they get dry and they get stale and they get bored and they get boring and it's really not worth it i think they also develop or have a tendency to develop more health issues depression and anxiety and you know we're chronic worry and stress so that's one part of it i think that you know i, I think lynn and i agree on that just don't stop whatever you can keep doing just do it mm -hmm. and the other thing is i i do see a lot of artists as well over the years i've seen a, a number in my practice and you have to be so creative at marketing yourself mm -hmm. i so admire the artists who are really doing it well because yes. it requires another level of creativity right and um you know and in this day and age uh, it's very hard to get you know signed on by a label especially if you want to retain your creative freedom to do what you want to do and it sounds like you do it's very hard so you know, and I'm not here and I'm I'm certainly not an expert in how to market yourself as an artist. But the the thing that I've seen is so many people going out on social media mm -hmm. and putting their art out on social media and YouTube and you know, whatever social media platforms uh best suit your songwriting and uh and performing. And you know, you're lucky you have a fan base already terrific mm -hmm. you know yes. you can build on that you can build on that and uh you know and then your fans are going to share your stuff with their friends and other people and so that would be the thing that i've seen that helps a lot of artists is to really get themselves out on on social media but apart from that i can't i don't know i, I don't have expertise in how to market yourself i would not i would not get intimidated by the whole age thing either no definitely uh, not no i mean there there is a demand for everything and and things are really the tide is shifting which i love and things are changing and you know if you're a talented performer and, and an amazing singer songwriter 
then that shouldn't age should not be a barrier at all. That that's only in your mind. You know, forget about that and just go for your dream. Yeah. And I think you know, with the corporate world, that literally is the opposite of the creative world. Like it sucks the life out of you. So I can totally understand, but also also understand that you have to make a living. Maybe there's like a happy medium. Maybe there's a way to compromise. Maybe you can work, you know, part time in the corporate world and then part time doing what you love and finding some kind of a balance where maybe you know your lifestyle would not be the same as what you would have with a with a full time job, but you would also have the opportunity to live out your passion. So, but I think what Lucille said about, you know, the social media aspect is, is really huge. And I think if you do have that talent and you already have a following, then your people will find you. And when they find you, then, you know, there, there are so many opportunities. And, and when you're living your passion and you're doing it with love and your heart and your soul, then the opportunities really do find you. Like you're just sending that kind of energy out into the universe and you have to get the good stuff back. I mean, there's just no other way. Absolutely. Okay, so good luck to you. Good luck, and, Marie. Uh, yeah, yeah, write back to us and let us know how you're doing. Yes. This is really exciting, and we really wish you all the yeah. best. And, and um, yeah, all the best in the world. So the next question, back with the glasses, is from Jerry. And Jerry has a problem that's become the new normal. How can I find people to have in-depth conversations with these days? Ha, <laughs> good question. It used to be that I could have discussions about anything with my friends, and even if we strongly disagreed, we could still go out for a beer after. Now I feel I have to be so careful about what I say. People are so sensitive and take things so personally. I'd love to go back to the good old days of just being able to say what's on my mind without it turning into a battle. What should I do? Wow. Uh, I'm so, so glad you asked that question, Jerry, because it's so key. I hear it more and more from people, especially older people who mm -hmm. remember a time, you know, remember, Lynn, a time when we were younger and we could just say whatever we wanted and we could have an argument and it would be fine and nobody uh, would be, you know, walking home wounded and bleeding. I know, you know, like this snowflake generation, I just can't do it, you know. Everyone <laughs> is constantly triggered and you can't say anything and you have to be politically correct. Like that's why I love watching old sitcoms, you know, from the 80s and 90s where, you know, you can just laugh at anything and anyone and nobody was offended. And now mm -hmm. you can't even watch TV anywhere because it's it's just a joke, all of it. So, Jerry, we feel your pain. People are insane. <laughs> And I mean, the last four years with this whole pandemic craziness that went on, I mean, you know, we have this huge divide between people. And I'm assuming that's what kind of caused these problems with people in your life, because that definitely has caused problems in our lives. Right, Lucille, with people oh, yeah. and, and being able to because your opinion is different from somebody else's. And I mean, I've had so many lifelong friends or friends I've had for decades block me and delete me and cancel me and yeah. fine, whatever. But um, yeah, she, he'd love to get, we'd all love to get back to the good old days. I mean, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, uh, you no, know what I think, I think, sorry, Lucy, Jerry, go ahead, go ahead. you know what I think, and this has been, this really worked for me. There are so many groups out there, like for example, on Facebook. So the last four years, many different camps have formed, but I've made some really good friends online who think exactly like I think social media they may be virtual friends but you know in today's world sometimes virtual friends are even more important than real friends are i mean lucille and i we met also on social media we met on 
on Instagram and we connected because we think very similarly. So Jerry, if you can get into the right groups and, and meet the right people, and maybe it'll be online or maybe in person, there are, I'm sure there are groups that you can join or different activities that you can join in your town or wherever you live that where you would meet people who actually think like you. Because I think we get to a point in our lives where, you know, I'm just too old to spend time with people that I need to disagree with and argue with and try to convince them of my point of view. I just don't have the time or the patience for that. Like, it's not that I want a friend or people that I associate with to agree with me on everything. But if they don't agree with me on the key things, then adios. You know, I have no time. I so agree. I so agree with you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No time. Because you're on a different trajectory in your life, right? Than all these other mm -hmm. people. You're moving in a whole different direction. There is no point in getting yourself all bogged down in the direction they're going in. It just doesn't no. make any sense. It uh, so I agree with everything that Lynn has said about that. And I, I remember... <laughs> Lynn, when you and I met online, and I, I kind of got the sense you weren't saying things so openly, but you were using certain code words. <laughs> yes. You know, and I thought, and I'd gotten good at that point in mm -hmm. picking up on the code words. Yeah. To see, is this, is this somebody in my tribe, you know? Yeah. No, um, that's how so, you find each other. You, with yeah, those codes, with those, yeah, the subtleties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the subtleties. And so, oh, and another, and I don't know if we're allowed to say this on YouTube, but another really good platform might be Telegram. Yeah. There, you might find a lot of people there who are willing to debate or talk and, you know, in a real way. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, you know, it's, it's really a matter of casting your net widely yeah. and, uh, and, and picking up, you know, on your radar, who, who might be in your, your camp and who might be able to handle a frank discussion without, you know, falling into a puddle of tears. <laughs> and, and we need yeah. that human connection. Like we need our tribe. We need, we need to know that we're not alone in the way we're thinking and that there are other people out there and we can share this information. And I think we are way, way past the time where we're going to wake other people up and change oh, their yeah. minds. And yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Like don't, don't, Jerry, if you're doing that, don't even waste your time or your energy yeah. or your life force on that because it's just mm -hmm. a complete waste of time. Yeah, but once I, you do find your people and you don't need to have a big circle of friends. I also found that during this whole madness that, you know, keep your circle small and tight. You don't need to have all these people around you, like a, a huge circle of friends. It just gets complicated and messy. So yeah. keep, keep the right people. And, and again, when you send out the right kind of energy, like we were saying to Marie before, you send out the right kind of energy and frequency, you know, it's all about the frequencies. It's all and, about the frequencies. Yeah. Yes. You're just going to attract the right person. And the right people into your circle. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you. Good luck, Jerry. Thank you so much for sending. I, I'm sure. You. I'm sure you'll find your tribe. I'm sure. You will. You will. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So here we have Brittany, who speaks for a lot of women with this question. I love my partner, but he's a slob. I've tried to get him to clean up after himself. Sometimes he starts to, but then he'll get distracted and goes off to do something he enjoys. I feel like I have a second career cleaning up his messes. It's driving me nuts and I hate being a nag. Is there any way I can get him to be responsible? Brittany, you okay, sound you've like made, you're... You've made a face, Lynn. You've made a face. <laughs> Brittany, stop being his mom. It just sounds like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to be his mom and it's just, 
I mean, of course, it's hard to live with someone that's a slob. But you nagging him all the time is probably driving him crazy as well. If we had your husband on here, he'd be saying, like, my wife drives me crazy. You know, I work hard and then I go home and I have to do this and this and this and this. So that's that's a tough situation. But, you know, probably, Brittany, there are things that you're very good at that you enjoy doing. And then maybe there are things that your partner is really good at that he enjoys doing. And maybe the, the jobs should be divided according to that. I'm not talking yeah. about traditional roles, for example, but, you know, whatever works for you guys. And then, I don't know, you got to pick your battles, girl. I mean, you know, there are so many things that I could be nagging my husband about all the time, but sometimes it's just easier to do it and then keep the peace and, and know that, you know, like if the garbage needs taking out, I never have to say anything. He'll do that. Right. But then if I start nagging him, like do laundry or do dishes, I know he's not going to do that. So I can waste all my time and energy trying to get him to do it or just do it myself or hire someone to do it. Or, or hire you know, someone. Exactly. Yeah, hire someone else to do, do the stuff that you, that is causing a rift yeah. between you guys. So, I mean, there are lots of solutions, but being trying to act like his mother and nagging him, you know, it's going to destroy the sexual chemistry between you guys. And it's well, if you have if you have any left, yes. Yeah, if you have any left, because yeah, yeah no one no one wants to have sex with their mothers, right? <laughs> and you don't want to have sex with the slob. Yeah, sure. yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. You don't want to be in that nagging mama role for the rest of your life. It's craziness, and all he's doing is, as Lynn said, is he's either uh, getting annoyed with being nagged, or he's just totally tuned you out. Totally mm -hmm. tuned you out. Another option that, you know, I don't like, we don't see the inside of your house, so we don't know how bad it is. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't want to judge, but another option is looking at the writings of uh, John Gray, hmm. who did the series on women are from Venus, men are from Mars, Mars. Yes. or the other way around. Yeah, Venus and Mars. Um, yeah. And he's, he's coached a lot of women in this kind of thing. And, and it's a lot like, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but it's a lot like dog training, mm -hmm. you know, where you are focused on the positive reinforcement and not the negative nagging. Okay, so you don't punish, you only reward. And so maybe one day he picks up a dirty dish and puts it in the sink. Maybe one day he does that. Mm -hmm. And you're going, oh, that's so amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then you've given him a real hit of dopamine mm -hmm. in his brain. And he's going, hey, hey, wow, I like that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do that more often. That could even pick up your sex life. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's another area. If you, if you don't want to just leave it and, you know, do it yourself or hire somebody, you know, another option is to look through John Gray's work. He's just brilliant, I think, at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He's really good. And sometimes, you know, when I met my husband, he's my husband's a slob, a total slob. And, you know, I was very particular. Highlight why I like my pillows a certain way. Like in my house, everything was in order. But I realized he's not like that. So either I was going to spend my life going crazy, fixing the pillows, or I just let it go and, and not worry about stuff like that. And I just let it go and it doesn't bother me anymore. So, you know, you also have to ask yourself, is it the fact that he's slob, that he's a slob that's bothering you or is it something, something else? Because sometimes, you know, we kind of project these things and, and we start picking on things, but the real issue is something else and something much deeper. Yeah. 
Because yeah. I think when you, when you have the right person, you love the person, you respect the person, they're going to do stupid things and you kind of let that go, right? You don't, you don't really make a big thing out of it. So when little things start, you start nitpicking and little things start bothering you, sometimes there is a deeper issue that we are not dealing with. So maybe, yes. sorry, Brittany, I, I know it sounds like we're kind of, you know, we're not really supporting you <laughs> with this question. But well, um, I think also, because we don't see the inside of your house, we don't know how bad it is. And we can't yes. just say, oh, live with it either. I mean, it, if it's minor, yeah, I agree with yeah. everything that Linda said. Then there may be another issue that's really bothering you. Like he's, you feel he's disrespecting or neglecting your feelings or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're living in a real pigsty, well, okay, then there's yeah, an, that's yeah. an issue that we we certainly support you in dealing with. Yes, absolutely, sure. absolutely. That's that's a completely so, different. So maybe issue. maybe you can send us a a, a, a picture of the yeah. swapping. <laughs> yes. Send us an update and and see what's happening. And yeah. if there's something else going on, then you know, send us some more in depth questions so that we can address maybe some other issues that you also have. In your relationship yeah, we'd, we'd be happy to do that well that was a quick one or it seemed like it went quickly um that brings us to the, the end of episode 16 guys thank you guys so much for the support it's so nice to see our podcast growing we love doing these for you guys and uh, please do keep sending us your questions you can do that you can find the email below and um also you can reach out to us in social media and everything so all the links will be below this video dr lucille thank you so much I love doing oh, thank podcasts you, with you. It's and, always fun to be with you. <laughs> and we will see you guys in the next episode, which is going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about like the toxic side of social media, but it's going to be with a twist. So make sure you guys tune in for that one. Thank you guys so much. And we'll thank see you, you next time. Yeah. Have fun till we see Bye. you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Please be aware that Lynn and I are here to provide insights, advice, stories that are for educational and entertainment purposes only. None of our content should be considered to be personal, medical, or mental health therapy. If you are experiencing a mental health or physical health challenge, please consult the appropriate healthcare specialist. We are here to provide the best possible content in an atmosphere of positive conversation and personal growth.